0: Welcome back, friends, family. It's nice to see you again. This is our Dialogues with Dr. Cousins, and we were just talking about before the show, you know, there's so much going on. What do we focus on? And uh, what do all these things reflect? What's the deeper issue? Why Why do these crises just keep coming up again and again with the deep state trying to start a new fake pandemic and the mass murder in Hawaii and all these things coming up? What's the next thing? the attempted war over Ukraine with Russia, and all these things. What's what's underlying this ongoing sequence of uh, crises? And we thought it would be good to focus on the deeper issues and how this whole train of events could be stopped. So let's go to Dr. Cousins and get right into it and uh, start out in our usual way. Welcome, Gabriel. It's great to see okay.
1: you. Okay. Thank you, Richard. Good to see you, too. And welcome, everybody out there. Um, it's a wild world, and it's good to be able to give some support. So I thank you all for listening and tuning in, and I hope that this is going to be really helpful for you as this unfolds. So I want to start with the way we usually start, which is very important, is that is building the spiritual joy. Because what we don't want to do is move into what they want us to do, which is to feel hopeless and sad and depressed. Because people who feel hopeless, sad and depressed are pretty nullified. They don't have the internal strength to stand up to the situation. So that's their psychological psyop. Uh, Approach and our approach is let's dance your spiritual life and let's build the inner life. So, we're going to start with a little dancing for a few minutes and then we'll meditate for a few minutes too. Just focus on the energy coming through my eyes that can awaken the spiritual energy, which some traditions is called Kundalini, others is the Rakadesh, and so forth. So, here we go. I, you know, ask you all, invite you all to dance with me. Okay. Just a little meditation. <laughs> okay. Focus on my eyes for a little bit. You. go in the meditation. You okay? Slowly come out of meditation, and as as Richard was saying, uh, there's a lot going on in the world, Um, and. Truly, nothing is happening at the same time. Uh, How can I say that? Well, because nothing's changed. The global elites have been oppressing humanity thousands of years. And... This is another round of that. You sacrifice all kinds of things, not too different than now. And maybe we're expecting something different now, but it isn't. We see amount of violence and viciousness and abominations that are happening all over the world. And then we go back a little further, you know, to the time of before Noah, before the flood, that everything we see happening today was happening now. And all these kind of things were going on, and, and you know, uh, the whole cultural breakdown, relationships between people, men and women, Uh, even the Torah writes about cross-dressing so it's not like it didn't it just started last week that's thousands of years ago as well Um, and so we're we're heading if we can't turn this around we're heading towards I'm going to say a, a not very comfortable scene that will resolve it So, what is it that needs to be resolved? So we're talking a lack of morals, a lack of ethics, sexual confusion, political oppression, wars that are, I wouldn't even use the word unjust, that are just like, don't make any real sense, but are provoked. We have to look back and say, okay. Our outer society is a reflection of our inner state. So when we look at the people want to blame the politicians, okay, the way the politicians act, and I'm going to say, let's say the the people who are the ruling elite act immorally, irrationally, mean, vicious. Um, not respecting life in any way, you know, it's from top down. But there's another way of looking at it, which is they didn't get power unless people put them in in some way, you know, agreed in some way. I'm not saying voting because the voting was fraudulent, but I'm saying something else. So, we have put the responsibility back on us. And what am I saying is that, you know, we've lost the morality. we lost the ethics. We've lost the love between people. The way people treat each other today is dramatic. Now, i a friend who just got back from Chicago and he was just saying it was like, he's listen to Israel, it's like, what is going on? Now, I'm not saying things are burning in Israel, but what was going on in, in the, when he saw his in Chicago. I mean, besides the fact that the South Side, where I used to work with black eggs, yeah, I think they've had 37 murders, you know. This year, you know, people were shot. And many, many people were wounded. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how people interact with each other. And kind of morals and ethics on all the different levels, from business to -to one-to-one relationships and so forth. And that's where we make a difference. Because when we start to treat each other with respect and love and honor and Kind of, uh, go back to the agreement of a set of rules, which we call morals and ethics. Then the chaos of the society will decrease. Clearly, <laughs> when we look at the central government, you know, we can just look at how they treat, you know, what they're trying to do with Trump, and and, and say the immoral, unethical approach that they're taking with the warfare. So it does start from the top, but it, you don't get to the top without people being okay with it. Now I think they've gone too far with Trump. I don't, I, you know, but that's a political thing. that people are really saying this is this is way out of line, and they'll keep pushing on it and doing these things until the population says it's, really says it's not okay. I think. We see with the threat to have lockdowns without any proof, without any evidence that there's any kind of problem, oh well we newspapers are talking the news are talking about some new variant, but nothing's new really. And but <clears throat> there's a pushback against not having lockdowns and and even against masks. So masks which don't work, everybody knows they don't work. Even Fauci said they didn't initially, Uh, and they may be associated with increased rates of upper respiratory disorders and so forth, Um, besides really not working and not, you know, stopping transmission or preventing you from really getting sick. They don't do that. No statistical difference, but they're still talking about doing it. That is not just irrational it's against kind of morals and ethics because they want to hurt you with those and enough people are saying they want to hurt us with that that we stand up and that's where i'm going with this is that we start standing up not just against the masks and not just the governmental immorality but we start standing up for our own morality what we're going to allow in the school systems what we're going to allow in our own lives, our morality, our ethics, uh, and kind of go back to our basic genetic program, put it that way. I think uh, honoring what that is, you know, it's like, who are we to say? God doesn't make mistakes. We don't get put in the wrong body. I mean, really. There are rare people, and I'm going to say rare because we're looking historically, who feel that, but that's a very, very, very small percentage, That's 15% of teenagers, okay? And the people are being kind of brainwashed to think, oh, God made a mistake. I'm really bored of the wrong body. It's just like, how far do we go with the blasphemy of God made a mistake? God doesn't know what God is doing. So we have to start kind of looking at those things and saying, no, wait, okay, I'm just not going to buy that way of thinking because it it nullifies not only logic, not only biology, but really the divine play in our life. And so what I'm suggesting is being, how do we turn this around as we start moving back towards some focus on the divine in our life and begin to get more al- aligned with the divine will and begin to look at the population, I think it's actually happening. That's my impression. I think there's a lot of pushback both in the schools, parents are standing up against the sick. So much mental sickness teachers. I mean, I knew that when I was in high school. Okay, and That was 60 years ago, uh, 60, uh, 55 years ago. And it's like I had no doubt that the teachers were, were the highest quality of, of um, human functioning. That didn't do me so well, but it didn't hurt either. um, So it's time we – who says the teachers are qualified to what we work with our kids? And their trade at this point, I think it's pretty well obvious, to push all these new concepts, which aren't new. Thousands of years ago they were seen as – Sickness, okay? And even till just a few years ago, was seen sickness that they're pushing it as normal. Uh, and there's so many things that the teachers are doing. And, and, and I'm saying part of the problem is who are teachers? So it's like, okay, fine, I'm not going to send my kids to public school. I'm not going to, I'm going to find people with morals and ethics and are connected to a way of living that that fits with that. And that's a little gonna do it. You know, have as a teacher. Public schools are pretty lost, okay? That's really what we're talking about. But what I'm trying to say is something a little different. It's just in every area of our life, starting with us, starting with our own morals and ethics to kind of get back in line with the bigger picture. Then it spreads to our schools, and then it spreads to, you know, all the aspects of our children's lives and of our lives. Then we start turning this whole picture around. So that's the key. It is kind of, it's truly up to us to take a stand, and not wait for somebody. You know, we're not certainly not going to wait for some school superintendent to to tell us what to do and what morals and ethics to adapt. I mean, who are they? What's their qualification? Not much. They're not. When I say qualification, as spiritual people, qualification as well-rounded, healthy people. You know, so. These, you know, maybe I'm sure you're biased because this is the way I felt when I was in grammar school. I looked at the teachers, I looked at the principals, it's like, what is going on? I had a few really good, high quality teachers, and um, but generally speaking, not so much. Um, grammar school and high school. Uh, so it's time which is happening. We speak up, you know. uh, There's a group in Texas of mothers who are trying to reform. I can't remember their name, but, you know, they're they're sticking up for the truth in all the different areas. You know, get the pornography out of the the grammar school libraries. It doesn't belong. It's not what kids. And if you think that that's being liberal, let me tell you, the research – shows that when people are exposed to pornography, okay, which is what they're doing, <coughs> it tends, this is what the research shows, uh, it's not new research, it's like, you know, well, it's relatively you know, 20 years old, um, that people who are exposed and have a, a higher rate of uh, Criminality, higher weight of abusing women because pornography is more abusive to women. Seriously higher rates of abusing women. uh, Connected to animal cruelty. And it actually changes the shape of your brain. How does that do that? Well, the frontal lobes where we have this kind of discriminative clarity, um, if you're getting excited with pornography – you're getting more blood flow to the frontal lobes, and it actually changes the shape of the brain in certain areas where the pornography areas are activated. That's how it does that. Um, and when you move away from it, remember, it's very addictive. Um, then something that changes back. Now, there was a guy who was a serial killer of women, and he was. <clears throat> So this is like this year. And he was uh, about to be uh, executed um, in that day. And he said, you know, I traced this all back to pornography. From pornography, I went to cruelty to animals and killing animals. And then I went to cruelty to women and to killing women. So there's a real thing. So you're starting kids in, 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 I don't know, first grade or kindergarten. I mean, it's pretty extreme. And you're starting a path of, you know, real harm to other people, particularly, I'm going to say, women uh, because that's who, how it tends to go. Uh, and sexual aberra- aberrations and Desire sexual activity. So you're starting kids on that path. And you're changing their brain. Now, that's the hard physiology. I, I mean, this is what I'm telling you is in the research, in the papers, research papers. So letting these uninformed teachers who would probably don't know what I'm talking about. Well, if they do, then they're more on the satanic side of it. But think they're being cool and, and progressive but really being ignorant and immoral um, handle our kids. It's like, whoa. So that's kind of what we're looking at. And it's up to us to step in on that level, the higher political, but also look at ourselves because we have to get clear with our morality our ethics before, you know, so then we're strong in dealing with all these things that are happening in our society at the local level as well as the national level. So I'm going to invite Richard in to that uh, to join us and see what you have to say.
0: Very important topic, Gabriel, as usual. And, uh, you know, the reason it's important Is what's going on in the world is threatening to be, well, even if it doesn't get worse than now, it's, it's really unacceptable at this point with the, if you open up to the degree of suffering, that's going on worldwide, not just in your own life, you know, but we're tied together, we're one family, we're part of one being, we're so intricately interwoven with each other, that if somebody else is hurting, and suffering, it's us in another form, you know, that's that's what's behind the admonition that's in Scripture to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's not because you just imagine that what if they were myself? It's because in a way, in a deeper way, we're all part of the same spirit uh, on a much deeper level. So it matters what's happening to other people. And if we want that to improve, then we got to do something with the the cause of where all this suffering is coming from. And you're looking at morals and ethics as near the basis of it. And so it's worth understanding that because people have been adopting different belief systems and rigidly holding on to a system of morals and ethics. And for thousands of years, these belief systems have been fighting and killing each other. And it hasn't ended the cycle. So what's missing? You know what, I think to understand that, You have to get to the root of what is morals and ethics what if what if a person had never heard any of that or never read about it does that mean they can't have morals and ethics where does it come from is it does it have to come from another person or a book or is it somehow built into you and if it is built in how do you get back in touch with it so that even if you have read all about it what if a situation comes up that's unique how do you know right away what's the right course of action? And I think it's a, a question of consciousness. There's something inside every person that could tell you, but it's it's been referred to as a still small voice, you know, as, as opposed to the screaming demands of um, dopamine hits. You know, there are different ways of feeling good and The basic drive of every living creature, not just humans, is to feel good. Every single one, whether it's an amoeba or a single cell or a good so-called good person or a so-called bad person, they're trying to feel good and they're getting their satisfaction or their attempted satisfaction from different sources. So with pornography, you can get the immediate um gratification of sexual excitement and release but what is it that you're missing that's quieter that you're not getting so you follow that screaming voice and it gives you a big hit of excitement and then it lets you down and you have to do more it's very similar to if you're addicted to food and you just try to eat more and more and more and more and it doesn't work because you get the exciting taste and then you feel sick So what's the alternative? What's a better source of uh, satisfaction and enjoyment that wouldn't ruin your life? And in a way, that's the question of morals and ethics. What do you think?
1: Well, my observation in my study is that they're a little bit culturally derived. They're not exactly all natural. So... You study different African cultures. One culture, it's the women are the one that do the drums. Another culture, the men do the drums. Yeah. I, I think that we have to include that there's a cultural aspect to the what's morals and ethics. And what we're really seeing right now is a moral and ethical structure that's absent, but that's the cultural norm.
0: I, I, I agree with that completely. I'm just saying that whatever culture you're born into, whatever caused that to happen, there is something internal that will let. What if you're born into a culture that's crazy? Do you have to go along with the morals and ethics that are crazy? Or is there something inside you that even if it's different than your culture, you're going to know? And I'm saying there is. I, I would tend to agree with you. You know, it may you burned at the stake, but it's there. Um, I think
1: at some level, you know, young children have a pretty decent, I don't want to idealize it, but a pretty decent feeling, you know, of, of morals and ethics. Uh pretty decent respect for life. And I know some kids misuse uh, animals and things like that, but I'm talking,
0: you know, in general. You're saying normal healthy kids wherever they still exist. Right. And
1: I'm going to say that there are some really good parents out there who are giving you know, who have chosen home schooling or group home schooling Where the kids are getting rules and ethics. Right. And and I think we're going to see more and more of that where people are saying, this really isn't working. These teachers don't know what they're doing. And if they do know what they're doing, that's even worse.
0: And what if it's 90% true teaching and then they tell you something crazy? How are you going to know? And I'm saying, there is a way to know. Even if you've never run into a good teacher.
1: Oh, I agree, and I—I I was that way as a grammar school kid. You know, it's like yeah. if the teacher were out of line, I'd let them know. And yeah,
0: it's not because somebody else coached you. No, you know no, something, and you knew that you were more conscious than the average.
1: Right, and the
0: teacher. Right. So. Yes,
1: we have that. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, um, well, I'm much more in agreement with you, that there's certain natural ethics like <clears throat> don't kill, don't murder.
0: Now, right. Now, say, where, did it, where does that come from, though? Where, How do you know not to kill? If nobody told you, how would you know that that's not uh, right? I, that's my point. Is
1: agreeing with you is that you have kind of a sense that you shouldn't do that. Right. You know, and, and, you know, but if you go to a cannibal, you know, culture, uh-huh. uh, they don't share that. Right. Literally, share that. Um, now, a warrior culture is different because it's a kind of a, a warrior game, so to speak, of the different cultures. And within the, it's like a football game, you know, except they're trying to kill each other. But there's a little bit of rules of, of how they are approaching, dealing with their manhood or womanhood with that. Um, but people kind of know not to rob or steal. Now, you have and um, kill, and adultery I mean generally in a relationship that it doesn't take a lot of brains to figure that out and I will tell you that people when I worked with uh, groups of people who were kind of like multiple polyamorous didn't really work out for most people because uh, the one on one relationship is, is the most stable and healthy And a lot of these people discovered it, that they had all their theories and they had their lusts and the different dynamics. But, you know, as things broke down for people, they tend to go into couples. Right. And and that's a more natural way. Now, I am not saying if we go back thousands of years when – you know, the men were able to hunt and women needed to be, you know, multiple wives just for survival, that's a different thing. But we're talking about now, okay? And not 3,000 years ago. And we, we see that this shouldn't natural social ethics should happen. You know, if you look at the different societies, you know, about monogamy and about... And not every society is that way, though. Know, that's the point of making. Right. So what we call natural, a different culture may not be. That was my exception to it.
0: Right. And I'm saying, whenever culture you're born into, yeah, you're trained that that's the right standards of that whatever that culture is. But on a deeper level just like you in school, you know, when your culture or your school or your teachers or your parents are going off on a crazy direction and you're saying that normal, healthy kids, the ones that are still left to to the degree that they're there, they have an innate knowing. And I'm saying everybody's a kid in a bigger body. Now, there's a, there's a kid inside you that's not dead, that still knows. That you can get in touch with, and it you know various people have quoted that we're supposed to become like little children not not in blind obedience to authority, but little children in touch with what's real inside themselves, right, and that's not dead it needs to be brought right so
1: it's. It's returning to that in our lives today and bringing the – and we know we're not little children. We've been exposed to work of our world and ethics that kind of make things work. Okay, don't murder, don't commit. You know, there's a bunch of things that generally make society work.
0: Right. And you'll okay. know for they're true. You know, but – you're going to know if they're true. I'm, I'm not saying that the right. little kid right. faculty always con- conflicts with your culture. It may say that what you're doing is right. Right. It's got wisdom.
1: Right. And so when we move back to that, you know, it, which is what needs to happen, though, it will put a lot more things in balance. Will it be perfect? No. But it will put things in balance, to a much greater extent than the chaos that we're running into with the breakdown of morals and
0: ethics. Right, so if you apply that to a situation that's happening now, say there's a healthcare worker in the system that's told to go along with the COVID scam again when they try to start it up and give people uh, deadly vaccines and put them on ventilators and kill them to get $50,000 for the hospital, you know that your immediate feeling good, your gratification, is to get your paycheck by following your moral orders. But that kind of feeling good doesn't last. There's a deeper sense when you connect yourself to what's right and are true to yourself, and you just you can't follow, you can't comply with suicidal or murderous orders.
1: Now, here's the thing when you say that, is that true for people t- today? A lot of people. Okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Is that There's a breakdown where that assumption right. isn't really true. Look what we saw in the hospitals. They put people on ventilators, they give them these different medications to kill them. And they know they were doing it.
0: Okay? Absolutely. And everybody else is doing it, so it must be okay.
1: Well, I don't know if they felt it was okay. Well,
0: That's they what? went. They, 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 I mean, okay, to the extent that they went ahead and did it.
1: Right. But what I'm trying to say is that that, that we're, I am challenging people to go back to the basic morality where it won't be okay, and so I'm going to have to quit my job.
0: And then yeah, that's so I mean. you want to lose your job. You just have no choice. I, I'm not saying it's like that in society now. I'm saying it
1: is like that. In
0: if the medical, you
1: know, if uh, you're uh, really out of line, you can lose your license, uh, and it ha- is happening on a regular basis. Doctors just yeah. stand up and say, "This is a scam," they lose their license. Right. But you know, so it's ha- And then if you're a nurse and you won't comply to the what they're doing, you get fired.
0: Right. And it's not that you want to get fired. It's just that if you connect, like you were talking about to that inner part that knows you don't have a choice.
1: Right. And we're, you know, what we're both talking about is not just connect, but connect in a very full way to regain your humanness. Um, it's It's a wonderful thing, but it does put you at odds in certain places in their current society.
0: And you may give up immediate gratification. Right. I was given a, a system of healing that is looking really miraculous. And it was full of, you know, somebody brought this up thinking that it would help me because I've been under attack a lot. And there were all these testimonials that the system had been curing people within minutes and really convincing reports. And I actually tried this system and got nothing. There's all this money that you can make, but I didn't experience anything. So there's no choice. I can't promote something that I know is not right. And it's the same as the people in the hospital.
1: Right. So what is happening? And I believe it is happening. There's a move back to ethics, morals. Uh, you know, healthy parenting, uh, moving back to um, by, uh, sexuality that's between man and woman, uh, you know, r- rather than that being weird and odd to be, you know, a-, a cis male or female, which it has been for a year or two. I think it's moving back the other way. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. I think we're shifting back. As you're saying it doesn't really work. Little detail. It's got to work. And,
0: and this is with the understanding that if it's really significant, if we make a shift in ourselves, because it's going to affect everybody else.
1: That's the point. It has to start with us, and then it starts changing our local environment, and then our larger. City or county and state and nation and world
0: environment. Right, and this is affecting people that you don't even talk to. Right, it
1: starts with us. We can't blame the politicians. We can't blame fully the Illuminati. You know, uh, elite who's, who who planned this. To destroy normal human psychological interaction and love and peace in society, in their effort to enslave people. So it's like they're doing it. They are much more responsible than the person like us who are, you know, uh, being hit by all this. But our job is to realize that that's going on and stay with. the the thousands of years of morals and ethics in the Western society. Right? And so, as we get close to ending, I just want to bless everybody that we look inside and see how close we are living to the morals and ethics that are kind of deep within our soul pattern and have the power to return to those is part of healing ourselves in all society. So blessings to everyone, peace to everyone, and you know, I invite you to participate in our peace meditation on Sundays at 6.15 Israel time, um, and participate in healing the world, healing yourself and healing the world.
0: I hope. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. I think that's central important critical message and that's the world peace meditation you can see it at uh, the website that doug made for it world and uh, what we're talking about is what does that mean for there's a picture of it on the on the screen right now beautiful site and uh, it's meant to be a suggestion that not only do you do this with focus once a week but the rest of your life you make a shift away from where you're meditating and focusing and praying now to what you would like to spread in the world. And I'm aware that we're suggesting something that we can't point to a complete precedent and people complain about that. But the precedent we do have of this continuing cycle of war and one side killing the other side and then the other side killing the other side and People getting in positions of power because they want to take over, control everybody's life. That cycle is, you know, we don't need that kind of a hellish environment. We've had it for, as Gabriel was saying, thousands of years, and all these theoretical ethics have existed the whole time of that. And what's what's the missing link, you know? And and what we're suggesting is the missing link is us. There's a potential connection that we can make and you you still pursue wanting to feel good because if you really analyze it obviously you know honestly that's what every one of us is trying to do is to feel good but there are different sources there are all these different sources in the world of feeling good that bring you up and then let you crash and you have to do them again and again and again and you keep crashing and crashing and it It's not just being addicted to some kind of junk food. It's addicted to power trips or making other people feel inferior to you or focusing on the people that you think are terrible or, you know, whatever is going to give you some kind of a hit. And at the top, the satanic rulers that Dr. Cousins was mentioning are trying to feel good by causing pain and suffering. None of these things give any lasting satisfaction. And the shift... It's not away from feeling good. It's not ascetic. It's not trying to put yourself down. It's saying if you become really quiet, like in your own version of the World Peace Meditation every day, and you say, what's, what's the connection I can get to myself? Who am I? What am I on a deeper level in connection to where I came from, to God, or whatever you call your source? What if I tune into that again? You know, some people call it becoming like little children, um, wide open to receptivity to something beautiful. And that there's a source that we're talking about of feeling good that doesn't go away. And if you take that, you don't have to crash. So it's an invitation to everybody to get back in touch with that. That's And then that energy spreads. And we're suggesting do it for the first time. Do it now and live in it. Move where we focus. And we're involved in doing that ourselves because talking about this without doing it is uh, perpetuating the same kind of missing link. So check out worldpeacemeditation.net, planetaryhealingclub.com, Dr. Cousins sites, drcousins.com, treeoflife.mn.co, and lostartsradio.com. Honor yourself, make the connection again, and let's do this for the first time. Take care and thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.